This is the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast, episode 61. This is the place where you can find out what's working in social media to help you grow your business with our podcast, courses, email newsletter, our live show every Monday night, and also listen to successful entrepreneurs and marketers to find out what's working in social media. You can find all that stuff over at smartpizzamarketing.com and subscribe for us in iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Hey, everybody. We have a great interview today. I get asked a lot, and I've gotten asked more frequently lately about food trucks, and I should have people on who have food trucks, who have built a good following on social media, so we can kind of figure out how they did it, and we can learn from them. So I brought on Gannon, who owns the Saucy Sicilian, which is a pizza food truck in Oklahoma, and in just 22 short months, he's he's amassed a really large social media following, and he uses Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter to do that. And he had a really good strategy when it came to how he grew his social media following. And he actually did it before he started. So in this interview today, we talk about how he got started, why he wanted to start a pizza truck, um, how he grew his following on all those different social platforms, and you know what's the strategy behind um, his marketing when it comes to social media. And he also gives a surprising fact that 70% of his, so his business comes from one particular marketing channel. And we get into that in this episode. Today's episode is sponsored by Smart Pizza Marketing Membership. If you want to learn and grow with other entrepreneurs and find out what's working in social media, the Smart Pizza Marketing Membership is going to be for you. It's going to be opening in a few months, but if you want to get a head start and find out what it is, head over to smartpizzamarketing.com. There'll be a button that says SPM Membership. Sign up with your email, and we'll let you know when it opens up and what all the details are in that. So that's enough for today. Let's just get right into this episode with Gannon from The Saucy Sicilian. All right, hey everybody, welcome back to the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast. Excited for today's show. I get asked often about food trucks, um, how to get started in it, how they grow their social media following, and I found this food truck, I don't know if it was on Twitter or Instagram, but they have a really good social media following. So I reached out to them, uh, talked to the owner, and I have him on with me today, Gannon from The Saucy Sicilian. Hey, Gannon, how are you, man? Great, Chris. How are you doing today? I'm fantastic. So, Gannon, so we talked for a couple seconds before the show started and you started to tell me about your story, but let's really get into your story. Cause you said in the intro that you only have been doing this for a short period of time. So how did you start? What made you want to start a food truck? I'll tell you, I've, we've been going for 22 months right now and it's my mother and myself. Um, before this, I'd been in medical sales and pharmaceutical sales and did that for about 15 years. And after a while I was sick of working for the man. And it wasn't, I just wanted to do my own thing. And then my mom recently become, became widowed and she really wasn't doing anything back home in Colorado. And we just got a wild hair because we cook for a lot of family on Sundays, like a typical Italian family. Um, we like doing it. And I thought there's no better way than to take a chance, just take a chance in anything in life. You're right. And I decided let's do grandma Lena's recipes. Let's make pizzas. Let's make some pasta meatballs and just try and see what happens. And about a year or about three years ago, my mother and I decided to take a trip across the nation. And we looked at close to 2000 food trucks, asked people likes and dislikes, put a game plan together, put a great business plan together and just took off with it. Wow. What, where did you go to look at food trucks? You name it, I've probably been there, Bruce. So was it like a, <laughs> yeah. 
Was it like a trip that it, you guys planned and you said, hey, let's just take a couple of weeks off and go drive around the country? Yeah, she was in Colorado, so I came up there, picked her up. We traveled around the West, um, looked at places in you know, Portland, Vegas, L.A., uh, Arizona. Then came back here to Oklahoma and um, have a wife and a child and hung out with them. And then after a while, I'm like, I need to go to the East Coast and go check out things. And I just took off and drove and went all along the Carolinas up to Virginia, um, anything in between. And I would just get with food trucks. And there was a common theme that the really good food trucks that were making it had certain business plans and certain ways they were doing it. And it was really social media driven. Right. And that's what I took away from all of them is how they did their social media. And when I look at my background being in medical and pharma, they just stuff that down your throat on marketing, <laughs> how to right. gorilla market. And I thought that's a perfect match on how to do our social media and, and work in a food truck. And lo and behold, it worked. Yeah. So let's give a little bit of context to the audience. So it's April of 2016 right now. And you said you've been doing it for 22 months. And I'm just going to yes, give sir. a rundown of your following that I have in front of me here. So on Twitter, you have about 10,000 followers. On Instagram, about 16,500. Uh, Facebook, 4,600. And then you're you're pretty heavy on Snapchat too, I've noticed, because I follow you on Snapchat and you got to do some great stuff on there. Yeah, I'll tell you, we just started Snapchat up about two months ago. And it's really fun. And I'm going to tell the audience, I hate social media when I started. I didn't like it. I didn't know how to do it. Um, and so I'd made myself get into this. But with Snapchat, it's these younger kids. And uh, there's a huge market to capture. Right. And it's all about the here and now. And what I've realized and what we do in our area is on some of our Snapchatting we give out specials just to Snapchatters and we give out specials just to Instagrammers. I mean, it's different every day. We try to do something and it's $2 off if you say snap or anything. And we look at it because Snapchat, if a lot of people don't know, it's how many eyeballs look at your stuff. Right. Um, it's not, no one can see how many people are following you or who you're following. So it was hard to really gauge what we were doing, but you know, we're getting close to 120 eyeballs on any of our Snapchats on average. That's really good. That's what I thought. I mean, I don't, you know, we're still in the early stages, but to us, when we do a dollar off or $2 off on a pizza, just figuring out what day it is, we get about six to eight people that come just because of that. And to me, when I look at that percentage, that's a big deal to me. So you, from your snaps? Yeah, just from snap. Wow. So you see a hundred, but a hundred people look at it and six or seven people or eight people come in and actually redeem that voucher. And it's that day. I say, you know what? Today we're at such and such hospital. If you come say snap, you get $2 off. I mean, that's phenomenal. Yeah. And, and you know, it's these kids just looking at it. And if we're in their area of town that come and, and come and say something, I get a better return on people coming on Snapchat than I do on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. I know. Well, that's great. All right. I want to talk about social media a little bit later. I want to get back to, you know, how yes. you started the food truck. How did you make that decision to... So you visited all those places. You took trips across the country to see, you know, which food trucks were doing really well and how they were doing it. And then what was the next step for you? Like, how did you get decide that this is what I'm going to do for my recipe or this is the truck I'm going to get or well, how, did well, all, how did all that come together? It is really hard, Bruce, because a lot of people just buy a truck and then piece it together. On my end, I felt like I had to figure out how much weight we're going to carry first so I know what kind of truck I'm going to have to carry a chassis. 
And I met with four different oven makers throughout the nation. And it went from the highest quality to, you know, do it your own kits. But I found a gentleman in Dallas called Breadstone Ovens. And he's a third generation um, wood fired oven maker. And he was able to customize a special oven just for our truck to where I could handle about eight 12 inch pizzas inside there. And it still gave me enough room to work around the sides to store wood, to store utensils and products and chairs. And then it gave me an, it didn't have a lot of weight on it. Right. Because that was my main concern with the back end of a truck having the weight. And we, when I de designed this truck, it took a good two months of figuring out what type of prep tables, refrigeration, uh, sinks, the water capacity, and how we're going to distribute the weight throughout a whole truck to get to maximize the truck for the life of it. Because it's only going to last so long, then I'm going to have to start new again. Now, did you get the truck designed or did you buy an older one? No, I bought an older one. It took me about three months to find the right truck. And I went all over the nation and I'd look at trucks that were for sale. I wanted to have this. It's an Isuzu truck, but it's a GMC that makes this model. But the chassis had to be over 15,000 pounds. That was my main concern. <clears throat> and once I was able to find the right price, the right truck, and then it was acting quickly on moving forward. But it all had to come down to the truck because in a food truck, I only had so much capital I was investing into it that I wanted to. It's just my mother and I doing it. So do you have employees on top of you two or just you two work it? I have um, two part-time employees right now, but it depends. There's some nights in the, some of these, they're, not, they're festivals, but it's not your typical festival, the food truck festival, but I can have eight employees on my truck at one time. And it's how, how many square feet is the inside of that? <clears throat> it's 20 feet long, 10, uh, eight feet wide. So with equipment and stuff, it's probably really four feet wide, right? It's tight. Yeah, it's tight. Yeah. I mean, it's about three feet between table on one side where the ordering window is and a prep, a pizza prep table on the other side. So with eight people in there, you really have to be efficient and have <clears throat> your, your, your equipment laid out properly. Otherwise, it's going to be kind of difficult. Oh, yeah. Because then what we did on our bigger nights is we just have a dough roller. And it's easier to roll that dough out quick and then hand roll it after we do that. Because, you know, just take an example last week in one night, we did close to 720 pizzas in a five-hour span. Wow. If we're doing that, I have to make sure everyone's on point. Everyone knows what they're doing. And it's a fast transition that we go through. It's like so an assembly line. you got to really have that assembly line going. It is. It is. But, you know, we have that oven cranked up to about 875 that we run at. And um, what's, what so is we, your, what's on your menu? Is it just pizza? It's pizzas. And then my mother does a, a, her meatballs and we call it sauce and balls. <laughs> and her meatballs are, it's three meatballs. And my great grandmother's um, homemade sauce it takes 48 hours for my mother to cook it. And she hand rolls the meatballs. And right now, Bruce, we're going through, 1500 meatballs a week that she hand rolls. Wow. How did you, so that's amazing. So is it just like a side of meatballs or do you have pasta with it? No, you know what? We do homemade pasta during the winter that we'll make about, my mother and I will make about 20 pounds of rigatoni and 
sell it. And when it's gone, it's gone. That's awesome. But, but we just try and keep it simple. It's about 12 pizzas. We'll do some specials. And it's my mother's sauce and balls, some focaccia. That's it. And so you've only been going for 22 months. So what was that first couple of months like for you? It was crazy. We didn't know. I mean, <laughs> it was nuts because before this started, I was doing promoting with the business on social media. So you, start, was you going, started on social media before you even uh, opened the truck. Yeah, probably about three months before, two or three months before. But I was making homemade bread and I was delivering homemade bread to anybody and everybody. Anyone that would say anything to me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, I would deliver bread. And I was delivering probably about 150 loaves of bread a day. Was that, that just was something you wanted to test out or was it something that you yes. were? I needed to get my name out there. Okay. Our name had to be ingrained in people before we started. And with that, I wanted to make sure we had at least a thousand followers in each market of um, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And some were easier to grow than the others. But I figured if we had a thousand followers and some overlapped, which probably 70%. But the other part isn't. So you get some new followers. Then when we hit the streets, we have a little bit of a ring, uh, name recognition. I think that's a great that's a great idea. I don't think a lot of people do that. Now, when you say somewhere easier to grow the following than others, what was the easiest one to grow a following on? I think Facebook because you have all your friends that are following you and your right. mother's friends and my wife's friends and and that part. But you know, when I put in saucy Sicilian and Instagram. People are like, who the heck are you? What is this? You know, <laughs> and, and they don't know. And, and I'm going on radio. I'm trying to, I'll call local sports talk shows. Never did before, but like next on the line is Saucy from Saucy Sicilian, you know, and they're like, who's this? <laughs> and I would just say, oh, you know, I've got a food truck. But anyway, I want to talk about the OU Sooners or something. Right. Because I didn't want to put it about me, but I wanted my name to be out there. And I thought it was a catchy name. And once that happened, people started following. And I just thought, that is free marketing. It's hustling. Anything that's free, you could do. And it isn't that tough because we all have downtime at one time or another. You just got to figure out where a marketplace is to get into. Yeah, that's that's great hustling right there. I mean, a lot of people ask what they should be doing. And exactly what you're doing is being on the offense, not the defense. You're not waiting for people yes. to come to you and find you. You're actually going out there and being offensive about your promotions. And I feel you have to make yourself stick out. And a food truck is just like a restaurant. There's a dime a dozen of us out there. And for us, it's really difficult because people think, oh, you're taking a truck to your customers. And in a concept, yes, we are. But a lot of people want my food and they go, well, you're too far away. I'm not going to go there. I don't want to track you down. <laughs> I don't right. know how to find you, uh, except if I see you on that street corner the day I'm driving by. So you have to hustle and you have to do anything out of the norm to stand out. And are you guys in the same location or is it, are you mobile? We're mobile, man. We move around, uh, five days a week, lunches and dinners. Um, we do corporates during lunch a lot. So we'll be at a Boeing or Chesapeake or Devon with some of the oil companies, hospitals, but they open it up. So in some locations, it's a closed lunch. I can't tell anybody where I'm at in other places. If I'm at Baptist Hospital, we could put it down and people that are close to that area will drive on over for lunch. Huh. And how, and how do you find our... your locations? Is it something that you have to have like contracts for or is it you can just kind of go wherever you want? No, I make up contracts. Um, 
for every location and I make sure they all know that our liability and insurance that we have is, you know, definitely on point with, we have a million dollar coverage. You guys are not liable for anything that happens on the food truck or around the food truck. It's our responsibility. Okay. And I try to take that completely off of the person who's going to allow us to park. And with doing that, it gives them a little bit of a free peace of mind right. to understand, hey, the truck's here. And what it is is really a truck's – you're making your employees feel good about bringing a truck there, but there's no cost to that employer. It's something different. Yeah, because they'll look at it at the hospital. And they're not footing the bill, but they're like, hey, we brought a food truck out today. <laughs> it's and almost it's, like a benefit that they didn't have to pay for. Exactly. And people really hop onto it. Um and when I sell it that way to the employer, I'm like, there's nothing out of your pocket. I'll take the chance. But I feel confident enough at the beginning that our food will speak for itself. And I know we may only sell 20 pizzas at lunch. That's okay. Because you got to start somewhere. Right. But once the word of mouth goes and people talk about it, then it helps build it up. And it also helps any food truck community because we need to have people understand it's okay to eat out of a truck. It is okay. Not every truck is really bad and just a roach coach. <laughs> <laughs> are there are there a lot of food trucks in your city? Oklahoma City is, yeah, there's probably about 60 mobile moving trucks. And I bet you probably over 300 trucks that may be just in one permanent spot. Wow. It's the taco trucks and some of the, uh, there's some oriental trucks that are in certain sides of town in their pockets that they just stay there. So how do you decide where you're going for that day? Other than obviously you, catering jobs or stuff you have scheduled. Yeah, because right now I'm scheduled two and a half months out. Wow. Um, I make, I, I try to make, make it easy on like Boeing. That's a huge industry. I mean, that's, we have an Air Force base out here, but I'm out there every Friday. So if I'm out there every Friday, they're used to me coming out. Um, and they know they can rely on Saucy Sicilian being there every Friday if they want pizza. And so I try not to bounce around too much because I also believe repetition builds more customers. And if you're repetitive and you're delivering a great product, that will happen over and over again. Right. Now, uh, but it, go ahead. The other part that we do that's different, because most food trucks, probably everyone will think of is you walk up to a window, you get your food and you walk back to your car. Yeah. Well, we built our truck when I was looking around the nation, I realized no one had seating, but maybe three or four. And so a gentleman who helped build the truck and I let him advertise on the truck. So it was free cost, but we built three awnings on the back end of the truck. So on the driver's side, the passenger side, and the very back and the awnings lift up. And once they're up, I have three tables that come out. And then with the three tables coming out, we can seat up to 15 people around our truck. And besides that, we decided to take a step further. But if you're sitting down, sometimes you want to look at a TV or watch something. So I got with a company called Kicker Audio out of Stillwater, and they do a lot of speaker systems. And they had never seen a truck before. And I said, hey, there's a truck that I saw in Atlanta, Georgia, that had two satellite TVs. So they go, well, let's put three on board. So we have three satellite TVs strategically placed around our truck. So when you're sitting down, you can also watch TV. And if you go to the website, 
because uh, I'm looking at your website right now, and you can see a picture. It's the SaucySicilian.com, and Sicilian spelled S-I-C-I-L-I-A-N. Because I had trouble spelling that. I always have trouble spelling Sicilian. I don't know why. I remember but, saucy's with two e's. Saucy with two e's, yeah. So the saucy Sicilian. I'll link this up in the show notes too. So if you just go to smartpizzamarketing.com and look for this episode, uh, you'll find a picture of the. I'll have a link to his website. You can see his truck. So I'm I'm looking at your truck right now. And you, you, it, so it's like the back of the truck and then the two sides towards the back. The awnings flip down. Then you have like windows over it. So those windows for the people inside the truck to look out? Well, no. So on the passenger side, there's a big window to where we serve. But on the back of the truck, you kind of see a window. Yeah. And we built in a 36-inch TV there. Oh, so those are TVs. Yes. And then if you look at the front part of the truck, up in the air, hanging in the air, there's a 55-inch TV that hangs in air. So while you're in line... If you look up to your right in line, you can watch TV. So you're entertaining them too. That's amazing. That's awesome. That's what a great idea. Well, my other part was people hate waiting in line, but if they're watching something, the time goes by a little bit faster. Yep. And then the other part for marketing, if there's more people around the truck, then obviously it's good. Everyone's around it. Let's go try it out if we've never tried it out. Because it's like uh, like social proof almost. If there's a huge line over there, people want to check it out. They feel like they should go look at it. Yeah, I'll tell you, on Friday nights when we do this and we'll have basketball or football games going on, everyone wants to watch the game. We have the audio going on. They may not be eating our food completely, but it's a big party around our truck every time. That's awesome. Now, do you just have one truck? Just one truck right now, yes. I know it's only been 22 months, so it's kind of quick, but <laughs> um, is there yeah, other I mean, plans to for an additional one? There have been. I think we've talked about it. We, we're talking about a storefront right now, uh, moving in. Um, this is still moving really fast for us. We're not used to the restaurant industry. Right. Uh, so we're, we just had our first two mishaps where our uh, mixer and our pizza prep table went out. <laughs> I had to go buy two new pieces of equipment at one time. And, you know, that wasn't what we really thought was going to happen in right. the cost. So it's still a learning curve for us. What, what would be the biggest, um, I don't want to say mistake, but biggest surprise that you found like, in, in, the, in the short time you've been open? Good or bad? Both. Bad, I think, um, not bad, but disappointing that you think just because you have a truck, you're going to make money and you're going to make money quick. Uh, a lot of people come into it. And even for us, I thought, hey, we got a cool truck. We got a great product, great pizza. People are going to be buying this up left and right. And it's not like that. Um, and that's the hard part because you really think, you're going to hit home, hit a home run, but you don't at first. I think the, the most surprising, the good part that we had is social media and what social media drives. 70% of our business is social media, bar none. That's yeah. how people find us every day. And I like to mix it up. I like people see who we are. Um, as I said at the beginning of the show, I hated social media, hated it. I didn't know how to take a picture. Um, but I, taught myself and I learned I said just who I am is who I need to be on Instagram and I like to put little quirky jokes that everyone can understand I like to be a little bit edgy yeah because the the millennials they kind of have an edge to them um and I I try to capture all different audiences I'm not going to get everyone to like every picture but what I noticed is you have to do it at certain times so many times a day to make this work and if you don't it's never going to work and when you really look at a restaurant you have to get it out there at seven eight in the morning 
the day that we're working, I have to get a picture out there on Instagram because people are getting ready for work in their mind. They have to know, oh, hey, Saucy Cillian's downtown by where we're going to be. I can go there. You just don't put up a picture 20 minutes before you open. People right. don't have enough time. <laughs> so you have to plan this out. There's apps out there that help you out, even with Instagram, to schedule it that you can schedule your times. It won't do it for you like Facebook or Twitter, but it'll schedule your time. So just in case you're running hectic or running behind, it'll bring it to your computer to the forefront. You just press three buttons and off you go. What app are you using for that? It's called Latergram. And I'm on an Android device, but it's helped me out quite a bit to when my wife and child go to sleep the night before I can come up with something, have it set. Um, you know, if I got to get my daughter up early, we got to get things moving. I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to send out our post. Right. It, you know, I do it the night before. Sometimes I could do five in a row for five days in a row just to help me out. And it's now, all about are you. Are you doing all the social media yourself? Yes. That's great. And which one yeah. do you like doing the best? I, I hated Instagram at first and I love it. Yeah. You have um, a huge following on Instagram. How did you grow? Like how many times a day do you post and. What do you find to be the best kind of posts that get the most engagement? At first I thought, you know, I got to post six times. But what I did is the trucks that I saw throughout the nation and pizza restaurants I looked at. And if they had a pretty good following on Instagram, how often did they post? And a lot of people will post six, seven times a day and it's just way too much. And you don't get a good gauge because we all put a gauge on how many likes we get on Instagram. The problem is if we see someone post three times in a row, it's common. It's pretty much human nature not to like the second and third picture you see, because you're like, oh, I already gave them love once. And, right. and you don't know how many people you have that are really looking at it. So I like to post three times a day. And I, and I, it was a trial and error for us. I mean, I posted a little bit, posted a lot. And I found the best interaction I was getting was three times a day. I love to do it about seven, eight o'clock. Sometimes I do it right at 11 o'clock, depending on where we're at. Um, depends if I post right before lunch, because if we're downtown, it's just one more thing I can hit our downtown crowd with. If I'm at a hospital, I don't do it as much because everyone pretty much knows that we're going to be there and it's not, you know, a million people above you and uh, high rises looking down. And then I like to post about two o'clock where we are for dinner. And I believe at two, some people don't look at their Instagram till four o'clock, five. Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, Saucy's going to be at this bar. Let's go over there and get a bite to eat. Um, the other thing we started doing is taking phone in orders during lunch in different locations. And it's been great for us as a truck. We can't do it because Bruce, there's a lot of times we're 20, 25 people deep in a line and I cannot have someone in the back of the line call in an order and bypass everybody. Right. But if we're downtown at lunch where we got to keep it moving pretty quick, we do a lot of phone in orders and that's helped at least pick up 20 to 30 new uh, orders a day to where we're doing probably 120 pizzas at lunch. And for a truck, I always think that's pretty good. Yeah. And I'm looking at your Instagram account right now and there's nothing really salesy on there. It's kind of just info. Yeah. Like what's happening around what what you're doing. So there's nothing like, hey, buy this pizza or this or that. It's kind of just your stuff and it's it's very social. And then what I like to do is once or twice a week, we if we eat at a good restaurant, 
I give them pub. Give them like a, there's a great pizza joint we go to called Humble Pie in Edmond, which is just a suburb, and um, love going there. Great deep dish, and I don't know, was it three or four nights ago on Instagram? Told people they need to come eat deep dish. This place is awesome, and I'll do it to any pizza joint if it's good. If you, you got to share the wealth, you got to kind of cross promote. And I feel when you're cross-promoting, it helps out everybody because the other part is not only do I want people to eat at a food truck, but I want more people to eat more pizza. Yeah. So if I say, hey, you got to go to Humble Pie or Gusto, it helps our pizza community out. And that's what it's about. Yeah, totally. I think a lot of the, you know, years back, it used to be kind of a secretive and you were competition, but it's like more social now. And, you know, not everything that you have is so special that you can't share it with other people and give love to other like you said the deep dish pizza is totally different than yours so it's not like it's competition it's a wholly different product but i'll tell you you know i learned that one from paulie g and as much as paulie g goes out and he goes to a ton of different pizzerias giving love to all of them it's like why not yeah how did you meet paulie g you know i was looking at one of the ovens (laughs) to Ah. put on the truck and uh the person that was delivering uh two new ovens to paulie g at the time uh, asked if I wanted to come along. And here was the funny story, Bruce. I didn't know who the guy was. <laughs> I, I didn't have a clue. I, I always tell people I went from making cereal to making pizza in a, in a roundabout way. <laughs> and I didn't know the industry. And I'm meeting the guy and I'm like, oh, this is a nice older gentleman. Uh, is he special? I don't know anything about him. And then lo and behold, I get the background on him. I'm like, wow, I didn't know any of this. And, yeah, I've ta- I actually talked to him. Uh, a few weeks ago, I haven't released the episode yet, but I I talked to him a few weeks back. I was introduced to him by somebody else that follows uh, the show. And that, yeah, and, you know, and I just, I'm opening up a uh, pizza food truck and you kind of had to look like, okay, I hear that a hundred times a day. Right. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I guess so. I don't know. But uh, it was interesting because after seeing the Instagrams that he does, and here he goes to someone down the street, one of his friends that, that does pizza. How is that really hurting you? It's not competition anymore. It's building up your community of pizza lovers. And that's the part we need. I mean, if we can make it to where people eat pizza seven days a week, would I do it? Heck yeah. Right. (laughs) The people that have to fear that are the people who aren't different. You know, if you're buying the same exact thing and just taking product in the back door, reheating it and sending out your front door, then maybe you have to be a little fearful. But if you're actually creating a product on your own from scratch and it's your product, then there's nothing like you. Exactly. And I, and I believe if you have the confidence in it and it backs it up, there's no problem with it. Even if it's the same type of pizza as ours, there's no problem with enjoying two different styles. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's the way I took it. And that's kind of the way when I was doing pharmaceutical sales, we never bashed another competitor. We tried to enhance that competitor, but took it one step forward on why our product may be just a tad bit better. Right. <laughs> no, I, I agree. I, you want to, you want to build the biggest building in town by building the biggest building in town, not knocking other people's buildings down. Exactly. And then I, the way we took it then, Bruce is saying, not only is it the pizza, but then now it's your experience because my mother works the front window and she's 69 years old. That must be fun. People, oh, it's awesome. And people live to see Nona. Everyone, where's Nona? Nona this, Nona that. I want Nona's balls. <laughs> you know, it's, and it's, she's like a cult following really around Oklahoma city. And it, she's a fa- She is the face of saucy Sicilian. Does she work every day and, with you? Yeah. I mean, she works harder than I do. <laughs> and I'm like, mom, slow down. But she lives for it. That's unbelievable. It. 
And I'm telling you, when she's hand rolling 1,500 meatballs a week, and that's minimum, I and mean, that's right where we're at. I mean, she loves it. And what's funny is I don't even have the recipe. I don't have the recipe for the sauce, and I don't have the recipe for the meatballs. I got it pretty close. But she went back home to Colorado a few months ago, and we ran out on a Thursday, and she wasn't coming home till Sunday. And I'm like, Mom, I need the recipe. And she goes, no, we're just not serving anymore. I'm not giving you the recipe. <laughs> and you know, in a restaurant, you can't do that. But no. on a food truck, people come up and they're like, I need some sauce and balls. And Bruce, I'm going, yeah, we're out of sauce and balls. I, my mom won't give me the recipe. I have no more. <laughs> people that's are like, are you awesome. serious? But it, that's another avenue that people remember you by. And people are like, these sauce and balls must be that good. The mother doesn't even share it with her son yet. And maybe it is a mystique. Maybe it's something that people look at, but they look at it and it's a selling technique we use. Maybe she's going to open up her own food truck. She doesn't want to give you the recipe to compete with you. I'm telling you, <laughs> she told me it's her job security. So <laughs> I, go, I guess it is, but we just need more of it. Okay. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't want to take too much of your time up. It's a great story. It was great talking to you. Where can people uh, check out your website or on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and all that stuff. I'll link it up in the show notes, but just give everybody the web address right here. Yeah, it's the saucy Sicilian.com. Um, our Instagram is the saucy Sicilian. Our Snapchat is the saucy Sicilian. And I'll tell people, even if you don't do Snapchat, you ought to sign up and follow a few, follow us, follow anyone you want and just kind of learn about it. Yep. Um, Cause that's how I did it. And then our Twitter is saucy Sicilian. Cause it's too many characters, but the saucy Sicilian and Facebook is the Saucy Sicilian out of Oklahoma City. And I'd also like to tell people, if you don't mind, I give my phone number to everybody because I want people to call if they have any questions, comments, anything. I'm always open to my customers to call or try to respond every time I can because customer interaction is the only way to build business. Your business phone number or your personal phone number? Personal. Okay. Yeah. I don't I, mind. I, if you I, don't mind. Bruce, my personal, my business is my personal. Okay. <laughs> It's 405-412-0789. And the way I do it, people call up all the time and they have questions about food trucks, about how to do it. And I was just like that, asking people one time, and it's my belief I need to help other people out because people helped me. That's awesome. Well, it was great talking to you. Great story. Super, Chris, super excited to have it. you on the show. And I got to tell you, I love your podcasts now. Thank you. <laughs> Until you start following me, but I've listened to probably about 20 of them and it is helping me out with my business and it's helping me out with ideas uh, to hear other people with it because I can only see so much on the internet and through social media. So what you're doing is a phenomenal job and what you're giving to other people, everyone should be taking advantage of this because this is a lot of golden information that people need in this industry. Well, thank you so much for saying that. I appreciate the kind words. Oh, definitely. Thank you for what you do. We appreciate it. All right. Thanks, man. We'll uh, go to smartpizzamarketing.com. Find the episode with the Saucy Sicilian. All the show notes and everything that Gannon mentioned will be on that page. If you're listening to this driving in your car, just head over there and you can find him on Instagram, Twitter, follow, add them on Snapchat. He's doing a great job on social media, so I highly recommend you check them out. Gannon, thank you so much for coming on with me today. Appreciate it, Bruce. Thank you. All right. Thanks, guys. I hope you enjoyed that episode and got some great info out of that. I just want to say a special thank you to Gannon from the Saucy Sicilian for coming on with me today. If you want to find out the show notes for that, as I mentioned in the episode, you can go to smartpizzamarketing.com. This is going to be episode number 61. So just go smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash 61 for the show notes, everything that was mentioned in this podcast, all the tools that 
Gannon used. And also you can find him on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, add him to all your social networks there. So you can kind of find out what he's doing because it's obviously working for him. And we can kind of take some uh, samples from that and use it in our business. Um, also, don't forget to join us every Monday night. If you go to smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash blab right now, we are running these shows on blab, which is a live video uh, social network where you can kind of have up to four people on a video at one time. So it's usually me and a co-host. Mike Anino has been co-hosting with me the last few weeks, and it's been great. You can come if you want to hop on a camera and join us. You can come or just watch, ask us your questions about marketing or whatever the topic is for that particular week. We're going to do these every Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern time, so make sure you check us out there. That was smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash blab. All right, that's it for this week, guys. Have a great week. If you have any questions, email me, Bruce, at smartpizzamarketing.com. And that's it. Thanks.